Welcome to the Turkey Hunter Podcast with me, your host, Andy Galliano. In this podcast, I share with turkey hunters just like you how to have more turkeys on your hunting property and how to have more successful turkey hunts. I teach you how to do this with tips and interviews with turkey hunting pros, wildlife management tips, and entertaining turkey hunting stories. Tune in weekly as I share proven and simple strategies to help you have more success this turkey season. Make sure to head over to www.iamturkeyhunting.com to subscribe to receive free turkey hunting tips, tactics, strategies, and product reviews. Also, please visit and like my Facebook fan page. Go to Facebook and search I Am Turkey Hunting. And also feel free to post your turkey hunting photos from this past season and let us know where and when you killed your bird. For all of you Twitter users out there, please follow me on Twitter where my handle is at turkeyhitman, and I will be sure to follow you back. And now, for this week's show. Hello and welcome back to this week's episode of the Turkey Hunter Podcast. You are listening to episode number 138, Turkey Hunting Small Parcels. And I am your host and the guy who has some fresh red snapper in the freezer. So while I was at the beach with my wife's family this past weekend, I actually was able to go out into the Gulf and do some fishing. And while it was not the best day that I've had on a boat, it was not the worst either. So I'm looking forward to throwing some red snapper on the grill and filling my belly full of some delicious fishes. So today we are 273 days, 10 hours, 20 minutes, and 33 seconds away from opening day of spring turkey season in Alabama. Right at nine months. That's exciting stuff. Well, as I mentioned, I'm back from vacation, and I am paying for taking off work for the majority of three days last week. While I was a little concerned about the mortgage business being slow during my almost two months of solid turkey hunting, I knew things would change come June, and it has changed. The summer house buying season is in full swing, and while I and my creditors am happy about that, it has made for a hectic week full of 12 and 14 hour days so far. Now, don't get me wrong. I'm not asking you to play your tiny violin for me. I actually love it. I love being busy and making new homeowners. But it does mean that I'm going to be somewhat brief this week. And I'm jumping into this week's topic right now. In January, when I asked you guys for show topic suggestions, I got tons of great ones. One in particular caught my eye because I made a commitment to do more of this type of hunting this past season than I ever have in the past. I wanted to wait to bring the show about this topic to you until season was over so I could share more of what I learned about the topic this season. So the topic is turkey hunting small parcels, and it was suggested by Tracy Long. Now, most of you who listen to the show regularly know that I own a small parcel of property south of Birmingham in Chilton County. And for those of you who drive through Alabama to get to vacationing spots along the Gulf Coast, you 
are familiar with Chilton County because you likely stop there to get Chilton County peaches, which are some of the most delicious peaches in the whole wide world. And while my little parcel of property in Chilton County does not have peach trees on it, It is, though, almost 24 acres, and almost half of that 24 acres is underwater. And I don't mean it's swampy. I mean it's underwater, as I'm part owner of an 80-acre fishing lake, part of which lies on this property. So truly, I'm hunting about 12 to 15 acres of dirt. In the past years, I've had permission from some of my neighbors to hunt their properties, but this year I intentionally did not ask permission to hunt their properties as I wanted to kill a turkey on my property. I know myself pretty well, and I know that if I had permission from neighbors to hunt their land, that I would end up primarily hunting their land because the turkeys typically only pass through my property. They don't spend much time there, and I'm going to hunt turkeys where I know the turkeys are while I'm hunting. That makes sense, doesn't it? Since I made one of my goals of turkey season to kill a turkey on my small parcel, I knew I was going to come away from the season with a good bit more knowledge of how to hunt these parcels. So, here's a little bit of what I learned about turkey hunting small parcels this season. Number one, sit down and be patient. Unless you have several small parcels that you can hunt that are in close proximity to one another, then plan on planting your rear end on the ground or on a stool and waiting. You simply cannot move around much when you are hunting smaller parcels because you'll bump turkeys. I did this several times on my little piece of heaven this year because I'm so used to hunting 500 to 2,000 acre tracks where I can run and gun all day long if I want. We are not going to be able to run and gun 24 acres of property and consistently kill turkeys year in and year out. In fact, unless you have an incredible food source on your property that your neighbors don't have, then you probably are just going to push those turkeys when you bump them onto neighboring properties for good by continually bumping those birds. So find a spot that you can get into and out of without spooking turkeys Build a blind or set up a pop-up blind and sit there and wait and call sparingly like every 20 to 30 minutes and wait. I will be the first to admit that this style of hunting is not the most exciting style of turkey hunting, but waiting out turkeys is a turkey killing strategy. There are countless turkeys killed each year by guys who can go and sit in one spot for several hours where they know turkeys are frequenting and waiting on the turkeys. All right, something else I learned about hunting small parcels this season is that we have to scout. Scouting turkeys on small parcels, and big ones for that matter, during deer season, well, that's not scouting for turkeys at all. Now, it doesn't hurt to know those turkeys' winter patterns and habits and food sources, but those are not the same patterns, habits, and food sources as what we see in the spring mating season. And we can scout a couple of different ways. Now, personally, I like to scout the second way, but here's number one. Sit in a blind and wait for birds to come through the area or to the area to feed or water and observe them. See where they come in from and see where they go out to. 
Make note of when they come in. Make note of how long they stay. Make note of what they do when they are there. Observe and take note of what the birds are doing. Now, personally, like I said, I don't like this method of scouting for a couple of reasons. First, again, you're going to bump birds coming into or out of that area. It is going to happen. And remember, bumping birds is bad. Okay. Second, it's terribly boring. Most of us have nothing to hunt during that preseason scouting time, so we're just sitting there with zero promise of firing a shot or taking any meat home. And don't get me wrong, I don't have to hunt when I go into the woods to have fun, but it sure is more enjoyable when I have that opportunity to fire a shot. All right, now the second way to scout small parcels pre-season and during season for that matter is to use trail cameras. Trail cameras are there all day long and they're watching that area for you and recording turkey activity for you as well. Be sure to regularly check your trail cameras and attempt to pattern the birds coming into your property. Do not do what I did this past season, which is setting up a camera at the beginning of season or before season began, actually, and not checking it until there were three days left in the season. Don't do what I did. So be sure to regularly check those trail cameras and attempt to pattern the birds coming into your hunting property. And if you're going to build a blind after you've got that trail camera and you know where those birds are coming in, where they're going out, how long they're staying, what they're doing while they're there, well, now you know where to build a blind or to set up a blind. And now you know when to sit in it. My biggest mistake this past season hunting my little small parcel of property was not even really bumping birds. It was hunting when the birds were not on the property because I didn't check my game cameras. I didn't know that the birds were using the property midday. So once we know when the birds are on the property, guess what? That's when we need to be hunting that property. And we can even sleep in. If the birds are coming into the property at 10 o'clock every morning, then sleep in. Get to the property at 9 and sit there and wait until 11 or 12. And if the turkeys don't show up, slip out of there. Oh, that leads me to the third thing that we need to know about turkey hunting small parcels. And that is to slow down and quiet down as well. To minimize bumping birds... We really need to slow down. We need to move very slowly. And we need to use our binoculars to look ahead of us as well. We need to use the terrain or darkness to our advantage to maneuver in and out of our blind or setup spots. And we need to walk quietly. And we need to try to walk like a turkey walks. So what does that even mean? Okay. Turkeys don't just get in the woods and walk non-stop from point A to point B. Turkeys are stopping, they're scratching in the leaves, they're eating, they're looking, they're listening, they're doing everything that they have to do to survive. So to walk like a turkey means that we need to take two or three slow steps, and here's the key, walking on the balls of our feet. So I want you to try that. Listen to the difference that you make. When you walk on the balls of your feet versus walking normally where you put your heel down 
in the leaves and that makes a crunching sound and then the ball of your foot comes down on the ground and that makes a crunching sound. So each one of our steps makes two crunching sounds. Now they may be very close together and it may sound like just one big crunch, but a turkey does not wear a size 10 or 12 boot. They have small feet. If you put the ball of your foot down on the ground, it is not much larger than a turkey's foot. And it's one crunch in the leaves, not two crunches in the leaves. There is a big, big difference. Turkeys and deer don't sound like we sound when walking in the leaves. So we need to try to sound like they sound. We also need to call a little bit quieter and a little bit less frequently than we do when we are hunting larger tracts of property with several gobbling turkeys on it. On smaller parcels, we have less opportunities to screw up. And, of course, that's the biggest difference. Another thing about hunting smaller parcels is food. We have to make sure that our property has something to draw turkeys to it regularly. Generally, that something is food. And I'm not suggesting that you bait turkeys onto your property, but I am suggesting that you plant something that turkeys like to eat, like corn or other grains, or clover, or chufa, which is the crack cocaine for wild turkeys. If our hunting properties have no food source or sources, and our neighbor's properties do, then the best that we can hope for is a shot at a bird that's passing through to get to point B. Now, if you can't plant a typical food plot on your small parcel, then try some of the throw-and-grow food plot options that are out there on the market to at least try to draw some bugs into the area in that grass or try to grow some seed heads on some of those grain plants that are growing in that small little food plot that we've thrown out. We have to have turkeys on our property to kill turkeys on our properties. It's just that simple. That was my biggest issue this entire turkey season. We have to have turkeys to kill turkeys. And turkeys want food. Alright, so one last small parcel turkey hunting tactic that we can implement Well, it's not immediate. Most of the time, it's not immediate. And that is management. We need to work out a management plan for our small parcels, even if we don't own the parcel. Now, obviously, we're going to be limited on the permanent changes that we can make to a property that we don't own, like thinning or cutting timber. But we may be able to get permission from the owner to conduct or hire out a control burn on the property or even cut a few non-marketable trees or trash trees that don't provide any benefit to wildlife so that we can make a food plot in the future. Another thing that we can do, even if we don't own the land, fertilize stands of honeysuckle. That's going to help improve nesting cover for next season. And it'll help get a natural food source going on the property to draw in some deer for deer season. We can even fertilize some of our mass-producing trees on the property to encourage their growth and production. Here's one that I like that we can do to manage the land, those small parcels for turkeys. Trap predators. Trap predators. Trap predators. We will never get rid of all of them, but eliminating one of them 
will help wildlife numbers on our properties. If we own the property, thinning timber is a great way to encourage new growth on the forest floor, which will be a great food source for turkeys, and it will create great nesting habitat in two or three years. There really is no shortage of land management practices that we can take on our small parcels to improve our turkey habitat and future hunting opportunities as well. All right, so now I've shared with you some of my experiences and what I've learned about turkey hunting small parcels this past season. And I'm going to be bringing you guys more on management in the upcoming weeks. So you'll want to be sure to check out those episodes coming up. So that's all that I've got for you for the free portion of today's show. If you are not a subscriber to the premium content, then here's what you're missing out on today. You're missing out on an interview with a special guest where we're going to be talking about how his 2017 turkey season went. And we're going to catch up with him a little bit. So you're missing out on that. But if you want to subscribe and get the premium portion of today's episode, you can certainly do that. All you need to do is text the word turkey hunter, turkey hunter, one word to the number 44222. And then just follow directions from there. I'm going to text you back and ask you to reply with only your email address. So if you'll do that, I'm going to send you a link back to subscribe to the show. The cost of subscribing is $12 per year, and there's lots of value in that 12 bucks a year as well. So that's it. That's all that I've got for you today. But you know I'm going to ask you for a favor. So the favor that I'm going to ask of you this week is if you have a friend who hunts small parcels of property for wild turkeys, then if you will go to my social media pages and tag that friend in the post for today's show, I would be very appreciative of that. That's doing the show a huge favor and me as well. And this is where I say thank you guys so much for tuning in this week. I know that you have choices. I appreciate you spending your time with us. I hope you have a wonderful week and I look forward to seeing you again next week. Goodbye. Thanks for tuning in. You were just listening to the Turkey Hunter podcast. If you enjoyed the show, please go on over to iTunes and leave a five-star review. And make sure to head over to www.iamturkeyhunting.com to subscribe for free turkey hunting tips, tactics, strategies, and product reviews to help you have a more successful turkey season. And stay tuned for upcoming episodes on hunting afternoon birds, how to film your hunt, and the breeding cycle of hens, as well as some guest interviews. Thanks again for listening. We know your time is valuable, and we appreciate you sharing some of it with us. See you next week.